Do you want to know what the best social media platform for general practice is? It's not Twitter. It's not Facebook. I'm going to surprise you here. It's Google. And I'm going to show you exactly why in this episode. Okay, you're probably watching this thinking, what on earth is he talking about? Google isn't a social media platform. Well, Google is the largest search platform in the world. You know that when you want to search for something, pretty much almost everybody goes to Google. In fact, we even call it Googling. And something that many practices aren't aware of is that Google actually has its own social media platform designed for businesses. And let's not forget that general practice is a business. And that platform is called Google My Business, or GMB for short. And in this episode, I'm going to show you why you should be using GMB for your practice to help both your patients and your staff. I'm going to give you a quick tour of the platform itself and show you how you can maximize some of those features in GMB to help your practice. This is stuff you won't find anywhere else because it's never been covered before. I'm going to show you with a walkthrough guide looking at the back end of my practices, Google My Business page, where you need to pay particular attention to in your practice and how you can maximize this platform for the benefit of your patients and your staff. If you are listening on the podcast, make sure you check out the video of this episode. Definitely subscribe and ring the bell to make sure you get notified of all of our content. So let's get straight into it. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. So EGP learners, you're probably wondering, why should I even bother having a Google My Business or GMB account for my practice? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, Google is the largest search engine in the world. And generally, when people want to search for things, they Google it. And that includes your practice. In addition, Google Maps tends to give people directions that a lot of people are using to navigate themselves to the practice. And this is especially the case for new patients to your area. Thirdly, it's about authority. You want to take control of your name. And it's not uncommon for some practices to find that when they start using GMB, that actually somebody's already created a profile and they don't have control of this. And that is not a good place to be. You want to make sure that any information about your practice, you've got control of. So definitely get out there and claim your GMB account. In order to do so, you do need to register with Google and you need to get verified. This will take a few days because you have to wait for Google to send you something in the post to verify you are who you say you are but it's a pretty easy step to do. Just keep an eye out for that card with the details in. Once you've got that, you go back to your Google My Business page and register. You will need a Google account for this, so make one in the practice's name is probably a good idea and try and link it to your practice email address as well to make sure it's effective. Once you've done that, you'll be able to access the back end of the practice page. And what you may find is many practices will currently have more people using their Google My Business area of their practice more than their own practice website, especially if you're not a practice that switched on online consultations yet. So we're going to have a look at the back end in a second, but it's important to remember that GMB does offer you a lot of opportunities. It allows you to post updates regularly to your population that people will see when they search for your practice in Google My Business. If you play with it right, you can even rank your practice higher up in your local area, so it pings up first. And if you're looking for new patients and expanding, this can be something you may want to consider. But the main reason I recommend using Google My Business to try and help your practice is it allows you to present the information about your practice to the people searching for your practice controlled by you. And that's the best reason. You can help direct patients to the services they need at the right time for the right reason using one of the most powerful search tools in the world. Shall we take a look? 
So GP learners, this is the back end of our Wellspring Surgery Google My Business account. As you can see, there's a variety of different things that you can look at and play with, and we're gonna go through these different features for you. The home screen is pretty self-explanatory. It's an overview of various different things that you can consider and look at. And obviously, because we're now currently in our COVID situation, there's a lot of focus on helping people manage COVID. There's a reminder about updating your hours and all that kind of stuff, as well as if you need to put updates for COVID itself. What's interesting is the analytical information that you can see here on the right-hand side, so just here. And basically, all that shows you the variety of different views and searches and that kind of information. Interesting to note, prior to COVID happening, this was considerably higher. So our practice was getting about 6,000 plus views a week. That's quite considerable. So it's important to know the impact that things like COVID and stuff has had. Scrolling down on the homepage, you can see the variety of other options that Google My Business offers you. This does include advertising. It is Google at the end of the day, but also things like the posts. And we'll come to that in a little bit more detail in a second. Also photos for your practice. These are ones that you've uploaded as well as photos that other people have uploaded. Important to note this. Reviews, as you can see there, positive and negative. Information about what other businesses in your area are posting, as well as how you can get more information on your platform. You can set this up to also create other kind of things like virtual tours, as well as other features. This may be something you want to consider and definitely worth accessing the app version of this because you do get a lot of live features with that that can be enhanced. But I could appreciate many practices would probably want to deal with this through the web interface. If you are looking at using the app version, I would recommend you do so on a practice account. So that limits the amount of access that you've got to it to the person who's running the Google My Business account for your practice. Having it on your own personal device can get a little bit intrusive. Trust me on this. That's what I've been doing for the past few years. May not be the best way to do things unless you're running your own private practice. One of the features I really like about Google My Business is the post feature. That's just here on the top left hand side. So just there. So before we have a look at the post feature, I think it's important we have a look and see what patients will see when they access your Google My Business page. Let's do that right now. So if you were to search Wellspring Surgery in Nottingham, this is what you'd see on Google if you were searching it pretty much afresh. So as you can see, Wellspring Surgery website comes up as the first thing. But on the right hand side, when you have a look at this through a browser, you get this lovely little area, which is what the Wellspring Surgery Google My Business page is all about. And as you can see, it's got various pieces of information. So it's got pictures of the practice, a map if you want to navigate to the practice itself, and then details about the practice itself. So location, opening times, really relevant, um, practice phone number, how to book appointments, going to cover this in a second, and also other information like products. You may be thinking, what on earth does he have as a product? I'll show you. And as well, it gives you information like popular times to contact the practice. So you can actually see that our busiest time for the practice is actually around about 10 o'clock in the morning for phone calls and that kind of stuff in terms of people being around. So that actually reflects the times that people actually attend the practice. Interesting to note. Get information about reviews. Yeah, positive and negative. We'll come on to that again in more detail. And then also you get to the post section. And this is the part I wanted to show you. So this is the post that effectively your practice can put onto the platform for patients to see. Important to know a couple of things about posts on Google My Business. They only last for seven days in terms of visibility. They stay on the platform. So if someone wants to go into more detail, in terms of this visible area, it's only the past seven days that somebody will see when they browse onto it. Also got other features like what other people are searching for and links to other profiles. So this links to our Twitter profile as well. But that's effectively what the patient will see. And patients can upload information as well. So I mentioned about the photos. Photos that are taken in your practice location that are uploaded can be used by other people. And this can actually be quite useful. Anyway, let's go back to the post section, shall we? So if we click on posts, this is what you would see if you do this through a browser. 
Now, as you can see, there's a lot of COVID-based stuff right now because we're in the midst of COVID. But effectively, you're allowed to post information about whatever you want to put, really. It does recommend making sure you put either images or videos with your posts because they do seem to do much better. And just having text-based posts, to be honest, aren't really great. You can post things as updates. You can add them as offers or events. Now, again, offers isn't really something I would recommend most practices use unless you're a private practice trying to drum up business. For example, dental practices and that kind of stuff may be appropriate in the UK. But where you really need to focus your attention on is the add update feature or the add event. So, for example, if you're pushing a campaign in your area, like trying to drum up flu vaccines, cervical smear week, that kind of stuff. If you're holding a Macmillan event, clearly some of this is going to be post-COVID. But these are the kind of things where you use the event feature. Majority of stuff will be add and update. And it's basically, as you can see, so I put updates about how you can register with the NHS app. The other week we had the information about shielding patients and how that change of information has happened. So we put an update about that to our practice population. This is the first thing that people would have seen if they clicked on this area. And that's how it works. If you want to add an update, you just simply click on the button. And as you can see, it gives you the options of adding photos and videos, write your post, and you can even put a button in. So if you want to add a link to a website, if you want to put it to call a practice, if you want to put it to other information, you've got various different options. So you can either ask them to book something, order, less relevant, same with buy, learn more. Definitely that's one I would recommend you use more often, and that's signposting to a website of your choosing. And it just works. It works really, really well. And you can update your practice population basically on anything. So this can be things like staff updates. This can be stuff like changes in terms of times of practices. This can be stuff like coronavirus-based updates and things. So when originally COVID hit, I put a lot of information about washing your hands and the changes that we have in practice and stuff. This is a really good way of trying to share that information, as well as things like awareness campaigns like Cervical Smear Week, my neurological development weeks, maternity campaigns, so much information you could do here. To be fair, you could go down rabbit holes how much you want to put in. And the key thing is the more you put, the higher up you go in the Google My Business rankings and stuff. This is definitely an area I would recommend a lot of people spend some of their time to try and fix and detail. The other area that you really need to spend some time when you're looking at Google My Business is the info area. So let's have a look at that right now. So this is as it sounds, it's the information about your practice. And when people use Google My Business to access information about them, this is what they will see. So making sure what the name of your practice is, is correct, is really important. Location, so in terms of the address, make sure it's the right address. Um, the service area that you look after, so ours caters predominantly for St. Anne's in Nottinghamshire and the postcode area of that. Opening times, really important. And this is because it will tell people when you open and when you're shut. So make sure your opening times are correct. So as you can see, we've got ourselves shut on Saturday and Sunday. You can put information about temporary shut times. So this is really relevant for bank holidays or practice learning times when the practice may be closed. This is obviously relevant depending on your area. And also make sure other things are really on point. So obviously right telephone number, right practice website address and stuff. And your name. Make sure that the moniker, so this kind of at thing that Google My Business uses is relevant for your practice. Don't make it some weird number or something like that. It gives you a default one. You need to change this to whatever is most relevant to your practice. So ours says Wellspring Surgery. It's to do with SEO and basically search terms and that kind of things. You can put links to appointment systems here. And this is really relevant if you run particularly online consultation mechanisms like Ask My GP, Clinic, eConsult, that kind of stuff put the link to that in this area. So then when a patient wants to book an appointment, it takes them straight to that interface through Google. Really good way of trying to drum people to the right source that you want them to go to. 
menus, I'm afraid, is not relevant to us unless you're serving food at your practice. Really don't think that's going to be relevant to many people. Similarly, products, not so much. But services is definitely something you need to have on point. And particularly, it gives you the options of various different types of services. And we'll look at that in a second. It's worth checking with the services elements, so the accessibility, amenities, highlights, and planning. So this is just information about you know how friendly your building and stuff is to various different things. I would recommend just making sure that's correct. And then just a little information like a mission statement or whatever about your practice is worth having this because this is what people will see on that front window that I showed you earlier. So this information is really important to have correct because this is what Google uses its information to verify a you as a practice, but also this is the information you're presenting to your population. Having this right improves the visibility of your practice GMB page. The next section to have a look at is the insight section. So this gives you information about what people are searching for. So as you can see for our practice, the number one search term is Wellspring Surgery. Can not expect that. But it's interesting to note that a lot of people find us by searching for GP near me. That's the Google Maps element, as well as Wellspring Pharmacy and other kind of search terms. This is more relevant for businesses that are trying to use GMB to drum up more business may not be so for practice, but it's worth noting to see how people are actually finding you. It gives you information about what people are searching for and how they're searching for you as well. So this gives you information about the various search terms. So it's interesting to have a look at. You can change the terms. So if I was to change that to a quarter, as you can see, around about the end of March, our search just dropped significantly. I wonder what happened at the end of March that kicked off massively across the entire country. I'll let you take a guess at that one. But as you can see, the search volume was considerably higher before that. And then having a look at the actions. And the reason why this is really useful, this gives you a rough idea of demand because this is kind of like a sampling area of how many people are looking for your practice at particular times. What I found really interesting is that Tuesdays generally seem to be quite busy compared to Mondays. Weird. I wonder why. Is that because all of our regulars are contacting us on Monday and they don't need to search for us and it's the people that don't use us more regularly are having to search for us as a result of that on Tuesday? Hmm, interesting to consider. It also tells you where some of the people who are searching for you are coming from as well. Bizarrely, we're getting lots of people from Beeston. Hmm, wonder why. As you can see, there's various other pieces of information. The volume of calls, as I said, is quite useful to have a look at for metric information. This is more of a sample size. I don't think you can use this as a direct comparison. And there are potentially GP systems that do this a lot better, but it's useful to have this kind of information for popular times and other kind of stuff in terms of the information that Google can present to you. Next is the review sections. Now, I'll be honest, we all know that GP reviews don't always go so well. So I'm going to put that slight proviso here, but as you can see, we've got various reviews. These are public, so you can see these anywhere. But as you can see, we've got some positive stuff and it's worthwhile commenting and replying to these reviews to make sure that you're engaging with your practice population. The cool thing about GMB is it tells you the ones that you haven't replied to. So you can always have a quick look at those and then reply to them if you need to. I'm not going to go into that in more detail because that's covered in various other videos if you want to check them out. And the links to those are down below. Messaging. GMB really likes it when you directly engage messaging with your populations. Now, you may or may not want to do this. I haven't done for our practice just because it's a significant time commitment to do so. And it does allow another route of access. And it's not one that I wanted to have open right now. But it is something you may want to consider if this is something you want to look at. Photos. So as I said, you can put photos. 
So the photo section is where it stores all the media that's about your practice. And that's both stuff you've put as well as stuff that your customers, as in your practice population, have put. So as you can see, this is our overview, our cover photos and logo. Here's the video of me having my flu jab. You guys are welcome to go have a look at that if you want to. And stuff like our practice information. And as you can see, we're getting a fair amount of views for some of this. You also get images that have been uploaded by other people, as you can see here. And even 360 information so you can actually show people what your practice is like if you want to so this is taken from the google maps element but you can also do interior and exterior stuff as well i mentioned one of the other things about gmb is it shows you this opportunity to have products and services and you can use this how you want to a couple of tips for you so so if you look at the product section and i would recommend putting some information here because as you can see gmb prioritizes this on the earlier image that we saw and for what I've simply put is some of the services that our practice offers. So we've got our travel clinic. Now, the reason I put this on, one of the challenges we have in our practice, we have lots of patients that come to us and say that they need travel clinic information. And one of the problems we've got is that it's only really effective if you're giving it four weeks in advance, because otherwise things like immunizations and stuff may not be effective as a result of that. So one of the reasons I put this on here is to make it very clear to people that if they're interested in looking at travel clinic services, whether this is a product or a service, Four weeks is the minimum time frame, And here's my reference point. This is obviously on our practice website, but it's an additional way to share that information because people are accessing our practice information through this route. Medication reviews, a little bit of information about what a medication review is and telephone consultations. And they can then use this to book if they click on it and it takes them straight to our practice website to enable that to happen. Alternately, you can use the services section to do this. I would definitely recommend you do this for the service section because we are delivering a service to our patients. And again, information about what a general appointment is. So you can see for ours, general medical services, healthcare and like the current GP contract. Please register using the NHS app. Standard appointments, 10 minutes long. Yeah, I actually state that on there. Patients arriving late may not be seen. Really simple wording. Okay, and that helps to direct information. It's again, a reference point that is public and easily accessible for patients to see. There's then links to website. Now this is if you're using Google to create your own website. I really wouldn't recommend practice do that. It automatically creates one based on the post that you publish. But let's be honest, many practices already have their own website that's probably got far more useful functionality for us than what Google can offer at this point in time. Additionally, if you wanna register the domains, you do have to pay for them, which we're probably already doing already. You can have additional users, so you can create admins and stuff for your practice, Google My Business account and things so they can use them. And there's obviously all the ad stuff and that kind of thing that is relevant for practices if they want to use it. I wouldn't really recommend it, but it's there if you want to consider. So that's the GMB platform in a nutshell. So should you have a GMB account? Absolutely. This is a no brainer. And if you're watching this video right now and you are a partner or somebody involved in the management of a practice and you do not have this account, you need to go do this. Why? You don't have control of your own practice information if you haven't done so. And at the very least, deal with the info side of things. The posting or the other kind of stuff, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But make sure your opening times are correct. Make sure your accessibility information is correct. And definitely put a link on there to your practice website. Claim the authority. Claim ownership of your Google My Business account. People are using this right now. And if you don't have control of it, you don't have control of your name. That's a really important factor. The benefit of doing things like the posts, of doing all the services and that kind of stuff, is you give better information to the people that are using Google to find out about your practice. And that is a really simple step that doesn't take a lot of time, can work really, really effectively. And if you use multiple posting platform software, 
like for example Publer, which I covered previously, you can do this really quickly and effectively whilst managing your other social media platforms. And for me, this is what I would recommend that every practice really does need to consider. Because remember, general practice is a business. If you're not running it as a business, you're not running. So I would really, really recommend every practice goes out right now and does this. Use this video as a guide and I would recommend that this is something that you should be doing. But what do you think? Why don't you let me know in the comments? Put one down below and I'm more than happy to respond to them. So that's using Google My Business for your practice. If you are interested in looking at a platform that will allow you to do this really quickly and effectively and easily, in addition to running other social media platforms for your practice, check out this video I've got that talks about Publer, a social media platform tool that I really recommend and that allows you to control your Google My Business page as well as other accounts and do it easily. If you've got any comments or questions, let me know. More than happy to hear what you're thinking about this episode and whether or not you'd be interested in using Google My Business for your practice. As always, you can contact me on whichever social media platform you prefer. Definitely subscribe to this episode and leave us a review. I would love if you do that. I love reading them. And as always, EGP Learning is here to help save you and your patients time by tech enhancing your primary care and learning. Catch you in the next episode.